Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to Bet the Edge on this Thursday, December 30th. Drew and I, dressed in black, getting ready for New Year's Eve a little bit early. Happy holidays. Thanks for joining us on the NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel. As I said, he is Drew Dinsick, the whale capper. I'm your host, Sarah Perlman. Coming up today on the podcast, Joe Prince-Wright is back with us this week to break down how to attack big matches between Arsenal and Man City and Chelsea and Liverpool for this weekend. Drew and I are also going to discuss the most profitable teams in the NFL so far this season and if it could potentially influence our wagers moving forward. And you got to stick around till the end of the show to hear our edges of the day. Those are our best bets on the board. We have so much more coming up here on Bet the Edge powered by PointsBet. Drew, morning. How are we doing? We're doing great. I really enjoyed sports last night outside of the NBA, which was a disaster. Uh, but uh, for sure, that uh, uh, the Alamo Bowl, what a fun bowl game. Uh, Oklahoma, Incredible. Boomer Sooner, all the way. Team total over was never in doubt. Cover never really in doubt. And uh, hat tip to our uh, our buddy Tom Casale for uh, the SEC basketball looks. Those were great games. Uh uh, and sure enough, the home teams, his looks on Auburn and Alabama were spot on the money. Auburn okay. with a rocky chair, no doubter, and uh, Alabama with a fun comeback. That was really exciting. Yeah, he was on the money in the STC in general, as you said. So that was fun. Big thank you to Tom Casale. And also, I know a lot of our um, analysts and people that work with us here on NBC Sports Edge were rooting big for Clemson yesterday. I kept an eye on that one. I did not have a bet on the Cheez-It Bowl, but they came through and covered that closing number <laughs> of two and a half. Love Cheez-Its. Didn't have action on the Cheez-It Bowl. Okay, enough about Cheez-Its. I'm already starving, and it's 8 o'clock here on the West Coast. The AFC, that's what we're going to start with. I'm super excited to dive into this market. We do tend to look at the futures market every few weeks on the show here on Bet the Edge, Drew. And that's where we'll start. Taking a look at the AFC favorites to start off. Kansas City, plus 160. We knew somehow they'd remain the favorite and only have shorter odds this time in the season. Getting mm -hmm. ready for week 17, followed by Buffalo, plus 350, and the Colts, 7-1. to one. Now, we can go down all the way to Baltimore, 25-1. to one. But let's stay here. Look at the favorites. Is there anything on the board right now that you think offers value as we look at the AFC futures market? Well, I'm glad we didn't put Cleveland up there because we all know they have no chance. Um, but uh, re realistically, uh, we talked about Kansas City in the middle of the season. Uh, I got a decent uh, position on them at eight to one to win the AFC when they were what two and five or whatever it was. Can um, I just stop and give you credit yeah, for sure. a second? You called that. Okay, so 
Yeah. A long time ago on the show, <laughs> beginning of the season, you said they have a tough stretch of the season. We're going to buy low that the, all the, you know, sports centers of the world are going to say we're down on the Kansas city chiefs. That's our Super time to Bowl buy in. over the minute that that's yes. on first take. We knew to buy chiefs and you might make me some money here. I didn't get on the Patrick Mahomes 50 to one, but you might make me some okay. serious cash if the chiefs okay. pulled this through. Nonetheless, good for you. We, we need like a seven touchdown performance out of Mahomes plus a green Bay loss. Uh, I think this weekend to have Mahomes. MVP ticket life, but that's beside the point. The Kansas City Chiefs at eight to one to win the AFC, looking very solid. Uh, similarly, we made a case for Colts at twenty to one um, that I have a small position on as well, and uh, I think those are two realistic contenders. The other team that I think absolutely, absolutely, you must have some uh, exposure to in your portfolio is the Buffalo Bills. The way that Josh Allen performed in that game against the New England Patriots was a statement game, not of the sort that was not repeatable, but the statement game that is, oh yeah, I, I am one of the best players in the NFL. I am an M MVP caliber quarterback, and I can single-handedly control the outcome of a game by uh, converting fourth downs on the ground, finding unbelievable, you know, making uh, replacement level receivers like Isaiah McKenzie into, uh, you know, seem like all pros. Like, you know, his, his uh, ability to uh, manage that game against an absolutely uh, razor sharp New England defense was spectacular. And really, I don't think you can doubt the uh, uh, ability for Josh Allen to go on the road and do it in the playoffs after having done it on the road in Foxborough this weekend. So Buffalo is the one that really stands out to me. And, you know, again, kind of going back to the overall philosophy that you approach the super the, the uh, futures market, you shouldn't be making a bet on any of these teams now unless you already have some exposure in general. And you think the number is going to get meaningfully shorter between now and the AFC championship game. And realistically, uh, the market, I believe, will like, let's, let's just pretend. Just put it in vacuum. I'll get your opinion. Kansas City hosts Buffalo in the AFC title game. What's going to be the hot side? What's going to be the market open? You know, what what uh, what type of number would you see to bet Buffalo on the money line in that game? I think Kansas City would be favored by two and a half at home. Yeah, which would make Buffalo about plus one twenty five, exactly. plus one thirty five on the money line. So basically, if you're betting Buffalo plus three fifty now, yes, they're going to have to win two games to get there. Um, but really, what you're you know they're going to be meaningful favorites in round one and uh, probably meaningful favorites in round two of the playoffs. So, uh, you know, you're, you're really just grabbing 350 now in the hopes that you have, uh, you know, equity when they face off against the Chiefs in the uh, AFC title game. And I got news for you. If somebody beats the Chiefs, if the Chiefs put up a stinker, which we've seen them do, <laughs> Buffalo going to be hosting AFC title game potentially uh, and or on the road at the likes of a Tennessee where there'll be huge favorites uh, that you know you're going to you're going to capture massive equity with the Buffalo play right now so that's really the only thing on the board that I think is worth pointing out and I will say the last two games on the board for the Kansas City Chiefs to finish the season Bengals they're five point favorites this week and then they're playing the Broncos the Bills meanwhile have a lot easier cakewalk to end the season might get a little more rest to get into the playoffs they play the Falcons this week double digit favorites then they will face the Jets, probably laying a number that I want no part of. So I like your thought on Buffalo plus 350. I have a little bit of exposure to the Kansas City Chiefs, thanks to you at the beginning of the season. The Colts 7-1 to one, I still think are a good look, but when push comes to shove, I think Kansas City and Buffalo are the far superior teams in the AFC. We predicted that at the beginning of the season. Didn't look the same for the first half, and now we see these two teams rolling, and nobody wants to face Kansas City, Buffalo, and even the Colts 
at this point. We're going to get into the profitable, most profitable teams in the NFL to back this season and more um, diving into the NFL in just a second. But for now, the NBC Sports Predictor app, powered by PointsBet, is giving you a chance to start off the new year right by winning over $1 million. It starts on Saturday with a special pick and roll contest featuring the Wizards and Bulls, where we are guaranteeing, guaranteeing a $50,000 payout. You can also get involved in college bowl season and the Premier League before $1 million bucks is up for grabs on Sunday night seven between the Vikings and Packers. If you do not have the Predictor app yet, download it now. Taking a break from the NFL for a second. On this Thursday, we welcome in Joe Prince Wright to help us break down these Premier League lines. Joe, we missed you last week. So excited to have you back on. I love a lot of your plays because you come up with such awesome plus money ways to get involved in these games in the Premier League. And a game that uh, obviously Man City's favorite in yet again, they're minus 209, is this weekend as they play Arsenal. Nobody wants to play Man City right now. No one wants to play them ever. They've won 10 straight games. They're obviously first in the Premier League standings. We're constantly trying to find a team in the futures market to overtake them and possibly win the title. But I'm not looking to lay 209. In fact, my read on the Premier League earlier this week was so awful. I need your insight to help me get back. Took a loss in Leicester City. But that's okay. I move on, Joe. Arsenal, Man City, ways to get involved. What say you? Sarah, there's a lot of strange results this time of the year in the Premier League. So many games. So don't that feel, makes me feel better. That. We've all been there. We've all been there. Um, I think a really interesting way to look at this one is because you don't know which players are necessarily going to be available for each team, the strength of teams. So it's difficult to pick winners and losers at the moment. But I'm going to go for an interesting market. Alexandra Lacazette to have two plus shots on target is down to plus 300 the last time I checked. So um, I just think that's really interesting because when you look at Arsenal, they have the fourth most shots on target of any team in the Premier League. Lacazette's only been playing recently because Aubameyang's been out due to some disciplinary reasons and injury and other issues. So Lacazette's the main man for Arsenal up top. He's going to get a lot of chances. He's already up there in the league in terms of shots on target. And he hasn't played a lot this season. So I think what we've seen with Man City... They've been giving up more chances in, in recent games. They obviously had that 6-3 win against Leicester City, which was wild. They gave up some chances against Brentford last time out. And Arsenal have been playing really well. They're in the top four now. They're pushing hard to be back in the Champions League finally for them. And Lacazette's been the talisman. And he's got the likes of Saka, Smith-Rowe, Martinelli around him, creating a lot of chances. So I think Lacazette's one of those players as well. You, you rarely see him having shots off target and being wild and, and hammering it over the bar. He usually gets uh, the ball on target. It may not always be the best shots, but he's just that poacher and clinical finisher in and around the box. So I really like him to do that. And also notice Raheem Sterling as well. Um, plus 140 to do similar thing for Manchester City. And if you look at the rotation of the lineup, uh, he didn't play against Brentford in midweek. Pep Guardiola has been rotating Man City's lineup expertly. So Grealish, Foden and De Bruyne started in those attacking areas. And then now I would expect the likes of uh, Sterling to come in, Riyad Mahrez to come in for this game against Arsenal. And Man City, they're a machine, like you said, Sarah. Ten wins on the trot, absolutely flying. And that's all because the strength of their squad. They've been really lucky with injuries and illness. And they are just absolutely taking the Premier League by storm. But Arsenal, they've got a chance. But that's the little markets I like, the shots on target. Haven't done anything like that for a little while, but that's where the value is in this game for me. 
Oh, those are super fun looks. And just a quick note on Lacazette. Uh, since he's been getting starter minutes, uh, you know, 80-plus minutes uh, last five games, he is hitting two-plus shots on target in 40% of his matches. And in fact, when he was only getting 24 minutes uh, or, you know, 25 to 30 minutes earlier in the season, he hit two-plus shots on target twice. Uh, so this is a guy that is absolutely getting, uh, you know, getting his foot on the ball where it matters most. And I absolutely love that look at plus 300. Great, great, great find. Curious your thoughts on this Chelsea-Liverpool match. Liverpool, obviously, very, very disappointing last time out. And Chelsea kind of backed that up with uh, you know, a lackluster effort yesterday. Uh, either of these two teams, do you think, can really have a bounce-back performance in this uh, next tilt uh, against uh, two you know contenders, albeit uh, look likely competing for second place this year? Drew, they need to, mate. They need to really step it up. They need to both get a reaction because, as you said, disappointing for Liverpool away at Leicester. No one saw that coming. And then Chelsea, just a constant thing with them, creating a lot of chances, not putting them away and getting punished late in games and dropping more points. The reigning European champions been hit really hard by injuries and illness. Um, and Thomas Tuchel, the manager, has been really complaining about that. And you almost feel like that is getting into the players' psyche a little bit. It's like, wow, the coach is upset and he doesn't think we have enough players and depth in the squad. Then, you know, just subconsciously, it seems like that's just creeping into their performances. So... I like Liverpool to win this game. Um, they're obviously favoured. But I think Chelsea will come fighting back in the second half. Uh, Chelsea to win the second half, that result is uh, plus 225. So they have scored a lot of late goals, especially I can see Jorginho scoring a penalty or something like that. But Liverpool, as we all know, are very fast starters. I think we're going to see a big reaction from them after that shock loss away at Leicester City. And the likes of Sadio Mane, Mohamed Salah, this is going to be their last game for Liverpool for a while because they're going to go away with their national teams for the Africa Cup of Nations in January. Mm. So they're going to look to, I think, finish with a flourish, finish on a high and try and do everything they can to try and keep Liverpool above Chelsea at least and just on the coattails of Man City and try and hang in this title race. But this is such a big game, uh, guys, because both these teams need to win uh, because they need to chase down Manchester City. And a few weeks ago, they were both right in the title race, but now City are absolutely flying away so I think we're going to see Liverpool come out hot but then I think Chelsea will have a bit of a reaction at home their fans will get behind them Lukaku is slowly getting back to full fitness which I think will be good but we've seen Chelsea with a lot of late game heroics and I can just see that happening so that's my play there second half result Chelsea to win plus 225. Yeah, they need it after just letting Brighton back in that game and getting the draw. Um, true story. I'm a Chelsea fan because I love Christian Pulisic. I played soccer growing up and in college, and that's the reason I went to, to Chelsea when I was choosing a team. And they have been disappointing over their last few outings. I watched them um, quite often. And we talked about them at the beginning of the season to buy in the futures market. And you just said it. It seems like no one can chase down Man City right now. They're minus 834, Joe, to win the Premier League. Liverpool's then seven to one. You can find Chelsea at 16 to one. Do they have the talent? Yes, they need some things to go their way. In your opinion, is this the right time to buy back in on Chelsea in the futures market? Or do we just sit tight because Man City has a pretty uh, pretty nice cushionable eight-point lead over Chelsea in the Premier League standings? I think if you like to have a bit of a gamble than Chelsea at the bet, I think long-term they have a better chance than Liverpool at chasing down Man City because of the strength of their squad. Chelsea have been so unlucky with injuries they have the resources to go out and spend big in January, which I think they'll do specifically in the fullback area because, as you mentioned, Sarah, Christian Pulisic has been playing as a right wing back. He's been playing defensively, not his game at all. And that shows you the issues they've had. So I think this is about, 
I hope for Chelsea's sake, as bad as it's going to get with injuries and a dip in form. So I can only see them going up from here. Defensively, they're always going to be pretty good and solid and stay in games. And Lukaku's been out missing for a long, long time. And he's just coming back into form and getting 90 minutes under his belt. So I'm still big on Chelsea. I picked them preseason to win the title as, as my kind of, you know, uh, <laughs> a good value bet, shall we say, because we all agree that Manchester <laughs> City were head and shoulders above. But there's something about Chelsea. They're so resilient. They have a lot of good experience, a lot of good young players. They're the reigning European champions for a reason. And I just think Thomas Tuchel now and Chelsea, if they beat Liverpool the weekend, they managed to pull off a bit of an upset there. Man City have got to go to Arsenal and they could easily get upset there because Arsenal are flying as well. So a week from now, we could be talking about the title race being back on and only four or five points being between these teams. And of course, we're only at the midway point of the season, right? So I think if there's any value in the market, Chelsea at plus six, uh, 1,600 compared to Liverpool at plus 700, um, I would go for them. I, I would fancy them to have a bit of a surge late in the season. You know, we talk about this time of year is fun to kind of pick through the uh, the NBA market just because of the way the schedule breaks down. EPL schedule is pretty similar. Like, there's a lot of games left. Uh, and, you know, people have seemingly kind of, you know, set their impressions in stone when there really are still a lot of moving parts left between now and the end of the season. Uh, if we are looking at... Man City, Poole, and Chelsea in the top three. Is there a potential fourth place team out there that has value? And uh, and similarly, anyone in the uh, uh, in the to be relegated market, we should keep our eye on. Yeah, true. Great question. I know you asked me about Arsenal maybe a few months ago, so I feel like you're ahead of the curve on that because they had a lot of injuries at the start of the season, and finally they've got their preferred starting lineup. They're fit, they're healthy, they're a very young, exciting team, and. They're in fourth right now, and they have all the momentum heading into the second half of the season. They don't have European action this campaign, so that's a huge bonus as well. They have to worry about midweek games and traveling here, there, and everywhere. So I really like Arsenal. But then you cannot look past Tottenham Hotspur either. They're North London rivals because Antonio Conte's come in. They're unbeaten in seven games since he's come in as boss. Harry Kane and Hodman Son are firing. Defensively, they look a lot better, which was always the issue with Tottenham over the last few years. And then you also have Manchester United with uh, their new interim coach and the Ronaldo factor. You can never rule that out and their superstars. And if they can get better defensively, then they'll be in there as well. And West Ham, they're hanging in there. I think they're the outsiders here. But if I had to go big on anyone and a team to keep an eye on in the top four battle, it would be Arsenal. I think they're the favourites for me right now. I think unless something drastic happens with injuries, uh, especially defensively, I think they're going to have a really good a really good go at being back in the top four. It's been a long time since the days of Arsene Wenger that they've been back in the Champions League. But I really like this young team and uh, they have so many different ways they can hurt you. They have a clear philosophy and way of playing. And as, as I said, if they can stay solid defensively, I think it's going to be Arsenal, Tottenham and Man United almost toss of a coin coming to the last week of the season. And also, don't rule out Chelsea and Liverpool if they, the injuries do persist for them and they have players going away to other competitions, they have the Champions League to worry about. They could really drop as well. So maybe we're talking about those teams being in a scrap to finish in the top four as well. So very exciting in terms of the top four race. In terms of the relegation battle, keep your eye on Newcastle. I think that's where the value is. Uh, people are pretty down on them and rightly so. They've had a, a very poor season, but they have new owners who've come in uh, mid-season. And the January transfer window is when they can go out and spend the tens of millions of pounds that the new owners have on new players. So they just need to get to January. They're in touch now of Watford and a few teams just above the relegation zone. They're in touch in distance. So I think Newcastle there, 
If you want to bet on one team to to pull away uh, from the relegation zone, it's them. And I'd have to say Norwich and Burnley are looking pretty down and out at the moment. Uh, if you want to bet on teams to be relegated and Watford as well. There's always one team that starts the season well, which Watford did, and then drops down. And I think that's the team for me. So look on Newcastle and Watford to go in opposite directions in the relegation scrap. But simply put, so much going on in the Premier League aside from the title race. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Also, I do want to say, Joe, I love when you say down and out. It's such a proper way to say they're struggling. Like, I'm just so honest. I'm like, they're awful and not playing well. But I'm going to take down and out and say that nicely moving forward. Joe, thank you for all the insight in the futures market and for games this week and getting ready for match day 21 in the Premier League. Uh, Joe's on Twitter at JPW underscore NBC Sports. Check out all of his content during the Premier League season on NBCSports.com. Joe, have a happy new year. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Happy New Year. And it's been great to join you in 2021. Thanks, guys. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater. And this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Give the gift of NBC Sports Edge Plus this holiday season. Get 15% off annual subscriptions when you use the code HOLIDAY15 at checkout. This offer turns to Cole soon, December 31st. So visit NBCSportsEdge.com slash Edge Plus today. And remember, all of our premium betting tools for fantasy, DFS, uh, and betting are included in that one very low Edge Plus subscription. I do want to say something before we move on to the NFL, Drew. Um, earlier, I got I got a note that somebody won $25,000 on the predictor pick and roll contest last night. We talk about entering the pick and roll contest all the time. As NBC employees, Drew and I are not allowed to enter. So you're welcome for letting you win last night, whoever you are. <laughs> 25K, happy holidays to you. Yeah, seriously. That was, uh, congratulations. 25K on the pick and roll. Um, I'm going to have to get my wife to start playing more. She's uh, not, a, she's roll. not an NBC. Employee. She's not an NBC employee. Yeah, she can yeah. play. Yeah, I'm, of course. I'm going to get Trey involved <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the pick and yeah. roll situation. Yeah, seriously. 25K. Yeah, congratulations. Who won the pick and roll in the predictor contest? Unbelievable. Cool. Wish that was us, but nonetheless, we're going to find value. We're going to make some money in the NFL. Um, Now, there's some teams that we talk about week in and week out that have been extremely profitable to bet 
against the spread. And I want to break down the three top teams here and look forward to week 17. And if it changes your opinion, as we look at the numbers, let's start with the Dallas Cowboys, Drew. 12 and three against the spread. They have made betters a lot of cash this season. They've covered four straight games after they went on a little bit of a stretch of not covering in three of their last four prior to that. So people right now looking again to back the Dallas Cowboys, if they can get their fifth straight cover, they're playing the Arizona Cardinals favored by five. You know, my thoughts on this game. I talked about it. I'll let you start here. Dallas Cowboys Extremely profitable, making people some money, not playing the highest of competition, now taking on Arizona. What do you make of the Cowboys team this week? Well, I should be asking you because these are your Cowboys. Yeah, You've they are. Off. Not this so week. Many, so many, so many of those street uh, of those wins in that uh, twelve and three against the spread record you posted, you were on. So I feel like you have a very good read on this team. Um, I think this is Cowboys or pass. Probably ultimately, I like the over though. Um, let's talk about like a handicap for a, a hot second here. Um, the Dallas offense at home is clicking on all cylinders, and their Arizona defense is is very very slight handed, particularly in the secondary. Uh, since they lose JJ Watt, they really haven't been able to manifest a pass rush whatsoever. And on top of that, Dallas's offensive line is fully healthy, so really Dallas's offense is set up to score thirty here. I think pretty comfortably. Uh, so the entire handicap both side and total comes down to can Arizona score 24 plus points um, and I have some questions about that I think they can get into the 20s here but uh, at the end of the day um, you know there are you know in the absence of DeAndre Hopkins uh, since they had lost uh, center Rodney Hudson um, this offense hasn't really been clicking and uh, to a degree you are going to get uh, a Cliff Kingsbury with his back against the wall so some of his minus EV in-game decision making where he is not being as aggressive may go out the window as he is forced to be aggressive in this contest uh, similarly Kyla Murray uh, is a dynamic athlete uh, the likes of which Dallas defense hasn't gone up against in the last handful of weeks a lot of Dallas's uh, success has come against sort of the lesser tier quarterbacks in the NFL, not a guy that was very much in the conversation for MVP earlier this season. So uh, for me, this is an overlook over at 51 and a half is about three points too low. I would have made this a 54 and a half point game personally. Uh, and I think realistically, Dallas is going to do most of the heavy lifting. Well, for this game, it comes down to a few things. You're right. I've love Dallas in a lot of spots. And like we said, they've made a lot of better some cash this season. I don't love the five. I teased Arizona, talked about it on the show. Actually, if I had a side, I'd probably take Arizona plus the five in this one. I know you talk a lot about Cliff Kingsbury. He's been fading down the stretch, something we've noticed people that bet the NFL follow the NFL. I guess on the other side, I'm not the biggest believer in Mike McCarthy in uh, you know these kind of situations. So I think that evens out a little bit. If I look at Dallas's last four games, they played the Saints one and covered, Washington one and covered barely, the Giants, okay, and then Washington again. So they really haven't faced any tough competition down that four-game stretch that they've been so profitable. The one thing you can do to Dallas and their defense that has been playing outstanding is you can run on them. James Conner, he's coming back. I do think that's going to help their their multi-dimensional rush attack, I should say. They have Kyler Murray, a quarterback, an extremely mobile quarterback. Chase Edmonds will be a factor. Um, and they're a lot better on the road. They stink at home. That has been well known. I will take Arizona on the road. I'd probably lean plus the five, but I love them in the teaser getting over two key numbers of uh, that seven and 10. And one of our researchers did just let us know, thank you, Johnny. Arizona scored 30 points in six of their eight road games this season. So you're over. Looks like you could have a real live shot in this one. I like that look as well. Let's get to another team now that's been 
Wonderful for betters. Again, Green Bay Packers, they're playing the Vikings. They're 11 and four against the number this season, Drew. Playing some close games as of late. Did not cover the spread <laughs> against the Browns last week or the Ravens the week prior. I will be curious to find out your thoughts on Green Bay. If you like the minus six and a half, or is this a team they've covered enough? It's time to take a step back. Well, for sure, those last two games, you had teams in desperation mode. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm willing to give the Packers a bit of a pass. Uh, again, you're, these are your Packers. You've been on these guys a lot this year, and they've been doing well for you. And you're teasing them again this week, which I fully support. Uh, I like the Packers minus six and a half, to be honest. I think uh, uh, this is their playoff tune-up game. Uh, they have advantage matchups both offensively and defensively here, as far as I can tell you. I'm excited to see Jair Alexander potentially back in the secondary, getting matched up against All-Pro. Uh, Justin Jefferson will be a really fun matchup, but uh, no Adam Thielen here for mm -hmm. the Vikings. Vikings really, really, really shorthanded in the secondary. One of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. Uh, and uh, really, this is going to come down to can, um, you know, can you, how, how well can you tackle Dalvin Cook? Uh, can you put this game on the arm of Kirk Cousins and can you make Kirk Cousins get it done with his second, third and fourth options? And my inclination is no on all of those questions. And so I think the uh, Green Bay Packers likely get the cover on their way to clinching the one seed. I have zero to add. Zero. Perfect. We are 100% in agreement with this. Taking aside, I'd lay the six and a half before it gets to seven with Green Bay. And I, in fact, did tease them. I love Green Bay at home. A lot of people uh, do. They are so profitable against the number. Hey, I'm curious, real curious your thoughts on this. It's going to be cold. Mm -hmm. Really, 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 really cold. Um, Aaron Rodgers, what does he need to do to clinch the MVP here? I think he's going to go win. for three touchdowns. No, I think, oh, I don't think he's going to, he's not really, regardless if they're in the end zone, you know, a lot of people you'll see hand the ball off. Aaron Rodgers wants mm. to throw touchdown passes. He continuously shows that going for another record breaking. I think if he puts up two, three touchdowns or gets the win, either or honestly, he secures the MVP, which is wild because for a while we thought it was going to be Tom Brady. And I know we've seen Jonathan Taylor come back in this. Two touchdown passes. I think he does need that because Tom Brady has a beautiful matchup, so it could come down the stretch here. Um, and I'll get into Tom Brady in a second and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Two touchdowns, solid game, which I do think he'll have a field day in this at home playing for that one seed. Wins the game. He secures the MVP. I agree. That sounds right to me. <laughs> Wish I had him. Wish I had him and I was rooting for it, but I don't. But that's okay for all the Aaron Rodgers know, MVP ticket holders. It's looking good. Do you, Drew? No, I don't. His best number I saw was 10 to 1, I think. And uh, realistically, I could. I I thought that in the middle of the season, some of the COVID uh, hesitancy, yeah. some of the absences, uh, all of that I thought was going to impact voters' willingness to vote for him. Um, but when Sometimes it comes I look down at these to numbers, it, we could have got, yeah. and I think I hated myself that much to not, to not bet that. <sighs> I know. I was so comfortable holding a Brady ticket and a, and a Mahomes ticket. I was like, it's going to be one of these guys. No I'm rooting worries. for those two tickets for you. I think this game is probably going to seal the deal, but yeah. we'll yeah. hold on to Patrick Mahomes possibly going off this weekend, maybe Ooh, having the comeback. Okay, fun. final team that's been ridiculously good at covering the number. You were all thinking it, the Detroit Lions. <laughs> We're playing the Seahawks. The Lions are 10-5 and five against the spread. They have covered the spread in six of their last seven games. Dan Campbell has this team playing hard and covering these big numbers. They've also pulled outright upsets when they played the Vikings and the Cardinals. They were getting seven against the Vikings. They were 13-point underdogs against the Cardinals that I'm backing this weekend. Gosh. And they have been covering a lot this season, as I mentioned. So... 
They're playing the Seahawks this weekend. Seattle laying seven. Seattle coming off of a ridiculously tough loss against the Bears last weekend. Do you like the Detroit Lions in this spot? I don't, but I can't. I cannot. Uh, I like, You're not backing the Seahawks either. No, no, no. I think this is an under game. Uh, I grabbed some under 43 here. I think this is realistically a, uh, a stinker, uh, as they say. Probably going to be gross weather. Probably going to be. The whole game will be disgusting. Yeah, Jared Goff and his tiny hands. I don't see a lot of points here in this one. Um, but uh, credit to the Lions for playing hard. Credit to the Lions covering spreads. Kind of wonder what was going through uh, Dan Campbell's head last week as he's down seven points. The game is winding down and he kicks the field goal, which covers the spread, but does not get them any closer to winning the game. Uh, That felt uh, a little bit like a hat tip to, uh, you know, the fans in the legal betting state of Michigan, potentially giving them a little bit of a Christmas present. You should have winked at the camera after. (laughs) You're welcome. Merry Christmas. Yeah. His explanation after the fact was he was trying to, he was trying to prevent the don't he Falcons doesn't even from explain getting, himself in that situation yeah yeah right it, it was a convoluted explanation i get what he's thinking but realistically uh credit to him for covering for those michigan fans okay jared goff status still tbd we will see if he can come off the covid list as underdogs of six or more points this season the lions eight and two against the number mm. two and eight straight up maybe don't take them on the money line will they cover the seven probably hey final question if jared goff had bigger hands would you back him in this spot yeah, probably. <laughs> Outdoors, wet weather, Jared Goff, no thanks. Oh, my. All right. Don't forget, for more NFL wagers that we're targeting for Week 17, tune in to the NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel today, 3 p.m. Eastern, for Blitzing the Board with Drew, myself, and Warren Sharp. This show will also air throughout the weekend leading up to kickoff on Peacock. And I'm sure Warren will talk about Jared Goff's hands as well. We end the show on this fine Thursday with our edge of the day. That is the best bet you have for me, Drew. What's going on? Well, you know, Joe really was talking me into this. Lacazette, two plus shots on target. I went. Are you going to make that your edge of the day? I'm not going to, but I went back through his data a little bit. Uh, In last two seasons, when he's getting 85 minutes, he is getting two plus shots on target in 50% of his games. And plus 300 is a nice number on that. That might be just a busted price. Either that or they're not expecting Lacazette to get the start. One of the two. But uh, that's a good look by Joe. I like that. Not to mention if they're down and he's just firing to come back. Seriously. Yeah. Let's go Gunners. Um, No, the the more significant edge of the day, in my opinion, is going back to the well with my Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets obviously get a hard-fought win against the Golden State Warriors on Tuesday night. Uh, They were seven-point dogs in that. Oh, this is down to four. I guess I'll keep it as my edge of the day at four. Uh, <laughs> I played this at like six or something, uh, five and a half or six, but that's okay. I think there's still an edge. You got market agreement. You got market agreement with your play here. Yeah, um, but let's let's kind of set the table here a little bit more carefully. Nuggets, uh, there may be some positive news coming for the Nuggets in terms of Aaron Gordon and Monte Morris, but there will not be positive news coming for the Golden State Warriors in terms of Draymond Green, a player that they desperately need for this matchup. Nikola Jokic is your quietly not going to get consideration, but ought to be MVP so far this season. Uh, and his matchup against the Golden State Warriors is such a nightmare. They really, uh, without Draymond Green on the floor, are going to struggle to defend in this contest. I know it was a low-scoring, ugly affair, particularly 
especially in the second half last week for the Denver uh, um, on Tuesday for the Denver Nuggets. But um, they're still a team that I think is being slightly underrated by the market, particularly when they're at home. Uh, and, uh, you know, the only real difference in this game from the last conf- contest is that Golden State is going to have Jordan Poole back. And yeah, he matters, but most of his impact is at the rim, getting you know, getting the fouls and getting to the free throw line. Uh, and realistically, Denver is playing such great rim protection this season, particularly Jokic himself, uh, that I don't see that being much of a factor in this game. Golden State probably should be about a three, three and a half point favorite here, not four and a half. Uh, so we will lay, we will take the four uh, and a half points with the Denver Nuggets on the hard court. Two days ago, you told me to grab the Nuggets plus seven. You know what I did? Did that got the plus seven <laughs> one on the money line? We're going back to the well, four and a half. Jealous of the number you got. You still think it's a fair price getting the four and a half with Denver? I will take the Nuggets with you yet again. Fairly quickly as we wrap up the show here, edge of the day going with a NFL play, of course, for Sunday. Trying to start the new year with a lot of dubs. Tampa Bay team total over twenty eight and a half. The reason I'm not laying the points with Tampa is because. Um, If they start pulling a lot of their players towards the end of the game, this has a backdoor cover written all over it. Mm -hmm. Stay healthy to get to the playoffs. Tom Brady, he has had ridiculous numbers against the New York Jets over his career. We're talking about the New York football Jets who just beat the Jaguars in week 16. So now they're coming off of a win. And also Antonio Brown is back for Tom Brady. That's going to be huge in this one. I think you take a look at Jets defense versus Tampa offense. You'll see the edges, of course, all across the board. Jets are allowing close to 30 points per game. That is the worst mark in the NFL. And the Buccaneers are averaging 29 and a half points per game this season. Bucks are currently having that four seed. Um, They could possibly do better in their playoff position with a win here. I don't uh, think they're going to push it all the way to the end. I think they're going to put up 30 plus points in this game. You could actually find, I believe, over 30 and a half, over 31 and a half points and some plus money and good plus money. It's worth taking a look at. But right now I am keying the Tampa Bay team total over 28 and a half. Jets pass defense rank last in the NFL and passer rating allowed. Uh, this Tampa Bay offense is going to find a lot of success. Tom Brady's still playing for something. I will take the over with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They put up 30 plus points nine times this season. They will do it again against the New York Jets, Drew. Yes, the old Todd Bowles revenge game. Uh, <laughs> and realistically, the, if you, if you uh, siphon off garbage time, and again, this is a big if because most of the Jets games this season have had a, a disproportionate amount of garbage time. So we're taking a, a huge percentage of the all the way off. into the fourth quarter. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we're taking an enormous swath of the Jets games away by taking out garbage time. Garbage time, I would say, is anything less than 10% win probability for either team. Um, Jets' worst defense in the NFL. And uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, by far the best run defense. And so if the uh, if you're seeing what we have seen of, you know, for most of the season with the Jets with this early down running nonsense running into uh, you know one yard in a cloud of dust uh, Tampa Bay is going to have a lot of possessions in this game they're going to have a lot of drives and uh, Tom Brady I don't know if you know this he's done pretty well against the Jets in his career not yeah. a huge Jets fan Tom Brady uh, so should nice be a fun one fun, fun fun look for you let's go Tampa as Joe Prince Wright would say the Jets defense down and out Tom Brady <laughs> Not him. Uh, see, I, he's he's very polite about it. I would just say hot garbage. Is yeah, that, I mean, that's what, a, I yeah, that's what I told him. That's what I told him. I want to start being fire. nice yeah, about right. that. I'm like, they suck. <laughs> and uh, that's the truth. Okay, regardless, those are our plays. Had a long podcast today. Thanks for staying with us. We felt very passionately about our topics today. Thanks for joining us here on Bet the Edge, powered by PointsBet. Best of luck with all of your wagers. I hope you're having a safe and happy holiday season. Drew and I will see you right back here tomorrow for a New Year's Eve edition of Bet the Edge. Take care. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.